Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Art of It All. I'm your host, Darius Simone Harper, and this week's episode features multimedia journalist and photographer Polly Arungu. We discuss Polly's work as founder of Black Women Photographers, a global community and digital database of Black women and non-binary photographers aimed at disrupting the idea that it's difficult to discover and commission Black creatives. Welcome back, everyone, to The Art of It All. Today, I am so incredibly excited to be joined by photographer, journalist, and founder, Polly Urungu. Welcome to the show, Polly. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I am really looking forward to our conversation. So, Polly is a multimedia journalist. She's a digital content editor at WNYC's The Takeaway, She is also a self-taught photographer and has been published in numerous publications from BBC News, The Washington Post, BuzzFeed, Refinery29, and more. Polly is also the founder of Black Women Photographers, a global community and digital database of Black women and non-binary photographers, which aims to disrupt the notion that it is difficult to discover and commission Black creatives. Polly has also spoken about themes including media diversity, building communities, photography, and podcasting for Twitter, NBC News, the National Association of Black Journalists, and more. And she was named by Afrotech as one of 11 Black creatives and media moguls in the making to watch out for in 2021. So that is really huge news. Congrats on that. I'm really excited to have you on and get to talk a little bit more. But before we jump into everything... How are you feeling today? How are you doing? I mean, well, thank you for <laughs> such a kind intro. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm doing good. It's, okay. uh, I'm currently traveling, so I'm okay. in the West Coast right now. And so just okay. um, spending time with family. And like I mentioned, you know, I'd always start my morning with some coffee. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that way I'm actually awake. Yes, so yeah. Well, I'm really glad to hear that you're doing well. Um, hoping that time with family is is really nourishing because that's always very special. So let's jump into some discussion. I would love to start by just talking a little bit about your background. I've read previously that you moved to Kansas from Nairobi when you were, I believe, three years old. Okay. And so I'm curious to hear if you always had interest in pursuing a career in the media and in the arts industry and whenever that sort of clicked for you, how it was navigating um, that decision or that realization for yourself? I know that's a great question. I mean, for me, I know I did not ever, never thought I'd be doing this. Okay. Um, you know, coming from the immigrant background and then mm-hmm. growing, growing up in a traditional, just like African home I mean the things I was expected to pursue like the, that running joke of like lawyer doctor engineer like all <laughs> of that is so true. like like when I think about my media and extended family everyone's sure. either in academia or medical okay. and so for me it's like I didn't know anything else I wasn't really uh, thinking about a, you know career in media or journalism or sure. whatever it was may be um and so for me when it clicked was when um after my freshman year of high school in Kansas, okay. uh, we moved to Oregon. Okay. I spent uh, my sophomore year in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely was such a terrible experience for me because I was oh, going wow. through like you know, a range of emotions, like a, a, one, culture shock, and then two, 
um, you know, because that was like my first time ever being like the only black person in the classroom or or whatever the case may be. And also seeing the, like the wealth gap because I'm like, oh, all these people have money. Like, wow. you know, it's yeah. just a, yeah. it was just such a shock all around. And mm-hmm. then it was the weather. I didn't realize at Oregon, it just rains like nine months of the year. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was also hard to get kind adjusted to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me. So after my, you know, sophomore year in Portland, then the following year, I moved to Eugene, Oregon, about two hours away, okay. um, where I did my junior and senior year there. So now I'm on to my third high school um, yeah. and still trying to navigate, still trying to like, you know, find something, you know, just like something that I enjoyed about this, my the, mm. the state and the people that I was around because um, I wasn't finding anything there for me at the time. Sure. I mean, I was still stuck on Kansas, like. Wow. I really thought I'd go move back to Kansas. I, okay, thought I, okay. I thought I would attend to the University of Kansas. Like all I knew was Kansas at that point. So that's all oh, I wanted. Yeah. Um, and then one of my freshmen, um, sorry, one of my high school counselors there in Eugene just like mentioned like different, you know, school school like related things to get involved in to find okay. that like a positive outlet. And so one of them was yearbook. And then with there, that's when I learned about like photojournalism and um Beautiful. just about just journalism in general but mm-hmm. that is an actual career that people pursue and I'm like oh okay this thing's interesting right, right so that was the first time um I really actually started to dabble with photography was within your book okay um and you know just navigating like you know that was something I I mean for me it was like the first time really just like seeing that I could actually do something like this and so mm-hmm. at the time I was working at McDonald's okay um just a typical high school job and um I just decided to buy a camera you know wow. not knowing what kind or what mm-hmm. to do with it you're just like I, I just, just need a camera the- just let me get a camera. <laughs> <laughs> very expensive camera and a laptop wow. and I'm like okay I'm gonna do this okay um and I just started practicing on my brother. He was like my first model. Oh, um, and he still reminds me that to this day. Like, oh my God. <laughs> now he's trying to collect. <laughs> How funny. He's like, so um, where, where's my coin? Like, exactly. don't forget the muse, the original like muse. Coin. Um, he reminds me. How funny. Um, <laughs> So, um, yeah, and then I just started, like, photographing, like, anything and everything. Um, And then um, after graduation, uh, I got a scholarship at the University of Oregon. I applied, like, literally the night before because I was forced to by my mom because I only applied to two schools, University of Kansas and University of Oregon. Um, I didn't get into Kansas, actually, so I was heartbroken. Got into into Oregon Mm -hmm. um, and also got a scholarship, and so I was like, okay, Oregon it is um yeah so yeah I went to school there um nice. where that's when I studied journalism because okay literally the only thing that made sense for me at that point I see um and pursuing it you know there's a lot of pushback from my family especially my dad but mm. you know like it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was I, gonna ask that like how did your family sort of react oh, yeah it was, yeah there was a lot of pushback I mean my oh, dad my. he would any articles of like top 10 degrees to fail top lowest paid degrees oh, and no. girls on the list like who <laughs> was not having it yeah um, yeah you know there was nothing really that he could do at that point sure. so that was that <laughs> <laughs> exactly wow so 
when you were, once you sort of had this realization, do you remember any like early influences or maybe kind of things that you were looking at? Like what were you really inspired by when you first started kind of honing your your voice and what you wanted to say, what you wanted to capture? Like what were some things that, that were really exciting to you when you first got started? That's a good question. Um, you know, at the, at the time, um, like early on, CNN had this um, had this thing that they called a CNN Eye Reports, where Ooh, you can okay. like innocent journalists in a sense, mm-hmm. or anyone can see the story nice. or what was happening in their community. Um, and so I remember doing that like towards the end of high school, okay, and early college of just like, you know, there was like Occupy, you know, Wall Street, yes, Occupy absolutely. Eugene protests there were um at the start there was like ferguson that was happening as well so i remember just documenting these different moments and these different um protests um because you know i was one i I just felt compelled to be there felt compelled to document um and and i would submit to you know their their i report section and some would get picked up some didn't but that i think that was like the first time that i realized okay like that is like this kind of aspect of storytelling, this aspect of you know being in a community and you know documenting these moments, you know that's an aspect that um, I really enjoy. Okay. Nice. Um, and I you know I wanted to do more of. And then on you know hold another note, there was also just things like, you know, going to concerts. Like I never yes. went to a concert. I think I've only went to two concerts just for like fun. The other okay. times I went because I was photographing them. Wow. And I was like I love this. Like yeah, I don't want to yeah. just. I don't, I didn't like just being in the, in the, like the, the background. Sure. I, just, I don't know. I didn't really, I, okay. I loved being in the pit. I loved photographing. Yeah. And like every, like, you know, every concert would be different because all of the elements would be different. Like the mm-hmm. lighting, you never know what it would look like. You never know the stage, you know, Absolutely. layout, like you just don't know. And so I just liked that kind of challenge. Um, mm. And then there's also things just like fashion and just, yeah. um, lifestyle and just cultural things that I also love to sure. document so really it's like a very wide range totally um like you know those are the things that I would spend time uh you know shooting early on and even now um as well yeah I love that I'm curious to hear this is actually something that just came to me because I was having a, a conversation about it very recently with a friend but I'm curious if when you were first starting out, did you feel like you ever had to overcome this kind of gap in your skill meeting your vision? Like sometimes I feel like there's something where you have this taste or you have this idea of what you want to create and you're almost there, but you're still working on like the technical aspects or kind of Mm -hmm. figuring out how to make such and such happen. Did you ever have a moment like that? Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, absolutely. I think one with photography, but also mm-hmm. just like with writing. Okay. Um, because okay. But like my background started with photography, and mm-hmm. then after that, I you know added more you know skills to my uh, tool belt or whatever they call it. And absolutely. yeah, so absolutely. Um, because this you know you, you really you really don't know how to do something until you actually do it. Like yeah. you, you know you can read all about the technical things of photography. Mm-hmm. Like I never. I think I took like one photo class and I actually took okay. really bad. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I took a photo class in college and I got a D and I'm like, you okay. know what? Like, screw you. Like, I'm already getting paid. We're like, <laughs> right. Yes. Like, yeah. Because you're, you're self-taught. So I, was you... already, I was already taking photos. I, I, yeah. I was taking that. 
more of a technical aspect. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I it's subjective. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm afraid because it's like uh, um, I did terrible uh, in that class. Um, but like, yeah, so it's like I mean, I may not be able to break down like the technical thing. That's probably absolutely not. Sure, I'm not there yet. Uh, but if I, if you give me the camera, I will definitely work out with some manual settings yep. and just like yep. on error and figure out how to make a great photo. Seriously. So it's like, I don't know. So for me, it's like, I'm a hands-on learner. And so I yeah. can only learn what I'm doing um, yep. and then do, and doing and doing again until I get it right. So, yeah, I love that. Well, I also want to talk a little bit more about black women photographers as you approach this one year anniversary of having like a full year of having black women photographers and and creating this really really like important database and collective what has the past year been like oh my goodness where to start (laughs) it really has been something um because you know when I launched it yeah you know for me it was like it was tied back to my experience in Oregon where mm-hmm. I didn't know any other black women photographers okay. or black photographers for that matter when mm-hmm. I was there. Um, and so that was pretty lonely trying to navigate that space and not yeah. seeing anyone who looked like me that was doing it. Um, and now, you know, when I launched, it was really just to have that get support for us, mm-hmm. you know, black women, because, you know, I was like, okay, here I am. <laughs> trying to you know navigate this field and like I'm for barely sure. getting you know contacted for work hmm. apply to every photo internship or job that you can think of yeah and rejection after rejection so yeah. I'm like you know am I even like good enough to be in this space like you know like what like why am I even bothering why am I still you know trying to make it work wow. you know, trying to invest time and energy into this craft when I'm not mm-hmm. getting anything out of it mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. like if, if I'm feeling like this you know maybe there are others who feel like this way as well yeah. um and so I had made this twitter list while I was you know still in Oregon which is called black women photographers because nice. I was just literally trying to find some wow. and I would just and I would just add people as they popped up on my timeline to my list. Wow. Um, for that sort of inspiration, just like that, like, okay, you can you can do this. There's others. Look at, look, there they are. Wow. Um, and, you know, for me, when I launched it, it was like, okay, it was really just like one for that community mm-hmm. aspect for us. Um, and then second, to be a resource for the industry, for those who say they can't find any black women photographers. Like, <laughs> right. Quote unquote. Right now, like, here's, here you go. Here's a whole directory, a database. Yeah. Um, and to get people hired and get access, you know, to opportunities and resource resources that we've honestly have been shut out of for so long. Um, and so for me, like, that's what it was the goal and now it's like you know evolved in some, into something much bigger right. um Seriously. and it very much feels like you know it's way bigger than myself at this point mm-hmm. and so for me it's like I mean this past year has been amazing like yeah you know, I launched it with like about 100 photographers okay now there's 600 photographers oh my um, goodness from across the country but also internationally right um and so it's like it's really cool because it's like okay like now I know there's photographers in Berlin, Germany that are black women. Like I did not wow, think of that. That's so dope. You know, yes. In Australia or just like all these different parts in Europe and Asia. And I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, we wow. are really everywhere. Yeah. Uh, there should be no reason for people to hire locally. Yes. Yeah. Here you go. Like, you know, I can like literally go to the site yeah. and look at the map on the site um, of where like everyone's located and I can see all these pinpoints and I'm like this is amazing so huge. 
um soon i want this whole world to be covered with pinpoints literally map, but, the whole map yeah but yeah it's getting there and so i'm nice. just um you know very excited about what's to come as well wow that's huge so can you tell me a little bit about how the sort of network works as it is right now what are some of like the resources that you guys are, are working with the programming um, and just like what you all have been able to achieve thus far. Yeah, thank you. I mean, sure. man, I, to me, it's like, okay, when I think about, again, from my own experience and also just from what I've asked people yeah. in a community, um, a lot of people, you know, a lot of photographers, you know, lack the, just like the basic um, understanding of the business side of photography. Um, there was this quote that I always hear, and it didn't really click into me until last year during the pandemic, where photography is 10% of it, like taking the photos is 10%, the business side is 90%. Um, like photographers should see themselves as business owner, business owners. You wow. are a business, you are a small business owner. Hmm. Um, you need to understand all the aspects to business and to marketing and um, beyond, you know, taking a good photo. Right, right. Um, and so for me, like what I'm just trying to do is like lay those foundation, lay that foundation down for myself, but also for others. Like, yep. you know, what do you not understand about contracts? What do you not understand mm. about, you know, licensing or usage? Yes. What do you not understand about marketing yourself, marketing your work, yes. how to get your work in front of, you know, editors? What do you not understand about pitching and how to pitch and how to pitch um, put together like a pitch deck wow. you know and you know shoot your shot to these editors or to these brands or to whoever right, right. um you know, and be aggressive in that manner like going after what you want mm-hmm. as well and just having the confidence to do that yeah and then there's also like grants like yes. a lot of photographers myself included have never applied for a grant wow. so I've had, I've had at least I think five cl- like classes and talks related to grants getting getting funding for a grant how to write a grant um, how to just like better tell you know your application how to just stand out from the sea you know applicants um especially since most grants are very competitive and just getting Seriously. that funding where you can you know have the money to you know do your personal projects yes. that way you're not constantly funding it for yourself go get somebody else's money right 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 your- yes because it is out there it's out there it's out there there's so much money yeah. out there one of the women i had um speak to us um she's based in atlanta her name is okay. rosie andrew um, and she's she received eighty thousand plus in grants during this pandemic alone Eighty thousand oh plus so there is money out there so she was talking about her experience um some of the grants she applied to, one of them was even Beyonce's Bay Good grant where she got 10K from that. Wow. Um, and just, you know, how to be, you know, smart about it. And yeah. just, you know, really just, you have to just apply. Yes, it does take time. It's very time consuming. This other woman who was yeah. a part of that same conversation said like every Sunday, she's like literally just like takes like literally all of Sunday looking for grants. Like that wow. alone is like a part-time job. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you're applying for them as well. And she has a team that helps her with that. So, okay. you know, that, you know, a step up. Um, most of us do not have a team, but, sure. you know, she's very committed to that. Like, you have to take that time. Um, and you just have to keep trying because, of course, you're not going to land everyone. But it's just getting right. your name out there. The more you do it, the better, you know, the, pra- the practice you, you have um, yeah. of just that repetition. Um, you get better with each application. Each application will take you a short amount of time to do it once you know you just keep doing it and so things like that just literally the foundations 
Um, the last series that just concluded was um, called The Essentials, where now okay. we will be doing part two, but this one was the Great. first season, I guess. And it was the nice. essentials for photojournalism. So even if you are not a photojournalist, there's something that you can take away from it. Um, you can literally apply what they were speaking to, you know, whether it's like, here's what makes a good story, or here's how to right. sequence, or right that you can you know tailor that to your own niche and so um that was a five-week um webinar series that was free that was in collaboration with this other organization called the agreed projects um so you know there's things like that and then there's also things that i just feel like you know people who are well known in the industry who you know are like the first or the ones who've done it differently or just like people you know who put in their ten thousand hours or invent some those are the also the kind of people I've invited to speak on. Um, anyone who's really gracious, you know, was willing to offer their time and be gracious about that. So um, it's really just like this wide range, but there's things like that. And then there's also the aspect to just different resources that mm-hmm. normally cost so much money. Um, so like portfolio reviews is something that, you know, I really take pride in of offering for free because like that's amazing. I mean, I just got into I just got in um this organization's like portfolio review um session where it was two days okay. and it costed participants in that uh $240. Um wow. if you were and I'm like, oh my God. Like Oof. so it's like these things cost money, but yeah. I've been offering them for free uh for the whole year because that's it's huge. like you know getting your portfolio critique by an industry professional is invaluable you know you usually just turn to friends and family but they will tell you what you want to hear (laughs) they don't know what (laughs) a photo editor at the new york times is looking for they have no idea what what one at the new york times is looking for until you actually have someone at the new york times critique your portfolio so that right right, right. yeah Um, and literally actually just like the other day this past week um, one of the members, you know, I set her up with a portfolio review with the photo director of the New York Times. Okay. Um, it went so well that even after her portfolio review, she got hired by the New York Times to oh photograph God. an assignment in her area. Wow. Um, so things like that come out of these these sessions. Um, you just need to have that one chance to get your work in Seriously. front of that person. Mm-hmm. That's literally what it takes is just that one person yeah. to believe in you um, and, you know, and hiring so that's just like where i'm what i'm doing now is just like laying the fund- that foundation down but also connecting the dots like that getting you know people's work in front of the eyes of people who have the power to hire them and put money in their pockets uh, and give them the opportunities that you know because after that now she can say okay my work has you know appeared in the new york times or byline there, Seriously. Or there. Yeah. and now when she's approaching other editors or whatever or now this person can like hire her for future assignments you know now she's in the door right um so that's really just what it takes and so yeah that is (laughs) so huge I'm really glad to hear all that you're saying It, it I think it's really important too what you're bringing up about this this business element and and thinking of yourself as you know a small business and, and thinking of yourself as a business owner because it you know, it's like maybe that's not the fun part of it, but that is the reality that can really, I think, make so many differences. I'm curious to hear if there are any other things that you're looking towards in the future and what you see as what the quote unquote industry needs to tackle next or what are some steps and things that you're like, 
okay, you know, we're here, we have made these strides, but this is kind of still where we need to be met halfway. Or, you know, this is how I could use more support. If there are any things like that that come to mind about just the future you envision of the industry photographic and and maybe just arts more generally. Yeah, that's a great question. And I mean, like my head like, <laughs> is always spinning because I'm always constantly thinking about, oh my God, there's so much work to be done like all across like, yeah. every aspect of this industry. Right, I mean, right. I just even read this like um, this piece from this uh, photojournalist talking about just like the sexual harassment and how oh harassment and abuse, you mm-hmm. know, is like rampant in the industry. Like, there's so many different things. And for me, it's like, you know, I know that I can't do everything. Like I, I have to remind myself that my mom, my mom also puts me in check. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) my mom also reminds me just like, okay, relax. Like, okay. You don't have to, you don't have to do it all. Exactly. Uh, Just one thing at a time. And so for me, you know, that's just how I'm approaching it. Like I, I can't, you know, be there and be that for everyone. Right. Um, right. Even within this, even within the small community, I just mm. can't be that. Uh, and so for me, it's like, I just, you know, what can I realistically do? I can realistically, you know, make relationships with people at these different media outlets, these different brands. Right. I right. can realistically let them know about this community and the so much yeah. talent within this community. I can give them access to this directory. Yeah where they can, you know, see the work of so much fresh talent that they probably have never, you know, looked at before and not use their same whole, you know, five to 10 or whatever their Rolodex is of artists that they turn to, like, now they have so much more, you know, new talent that they can actually look at and use and hire. Um, I can, you know, amplify, you know, black women photographers and non-brand photographers on on the social platform i can also expose them to new um audiences and new people to care about their work and potential clients and things like that um i mean mean, that's also happened for you know several photographers one in particular you know someone from getty images you know saw me read their work and hired them just to to retweet on twitter so it's like you know those are the things that i can do yeah Um, and so it's like okay just knowing that again like where can I actually realistically like do and yeah. you know what I have yeah um you know, <laughs> you know I'm doing this around the ground up seriously um, yes. very much operating as like a non-profit as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. um and I do not have you know much of a budget at all um sure. so it's all it's, what can I really really do and so yeah. I'm just just trying to fill the gaps where I can yeah um but knowing that, you know, these problems existed long before me. And so it's like, of course, not, of as, as, as they say, like Rome can't be built. Be built in a day. Like, yes. Yeah. Know. Rome wasn't built in a day. That's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so for me, it's like, okay, um, if I just play like one break at a time and yeah. like soon enough, eventually the house will be built or whatever. It's like, I just got to focus on one thing at a time. Like, mm-hmm. These are the different things I can do now. Like, yes. what can I do now at this moment yeah. um, that can make a difference now? And then what, you know, what other steps could I take in the future? Yeah. Or how do I need to get there um, to solve this other problem? Mm. Like, what do I need eventually to get to that point? So yeah. um, that was just like how I'm thinking of it. Yeah, absolutely. That way I don't get overwhelmed <laughs> by trying to do it all and 
Because it's easy to. And just really, you know, be mindful of like how much I can, you know, manage in my own bandwidth. And, yes. Because, um, you know, yeah, I'm and like taking you care of you. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, taking care of myself is, has a whole nother thing. But also, it's like, you know, I'm also working a full time job. Yes. Um, and have other commitments. And so it's yeah. like, I can only do so much, literally, to right. one person. Right. So it's just, um, you know, giving myself grace in that regards. Seriously. Um, to just like okay just do what you can and yeah. you know you know and and every day that just yeah. every literally every day I just thought like okay what can I do today yeah okay then I finish everything that's fine what can I do tomorrow but just what like, can I mm-hmm. you know, added, you know one day at a time literally is how I'm managing seriously I hear that I hear that and I just have to say how mm-hmm. much I appreciate the work that you're doing because I think one thing that just sticks out to me the most is like I think last year after there were, there were a lot of racial uprisings after multiple mm-hmm. like police killings and there were protests mm-hmm. and there were kind of, there was this quote unquote great white awakening and all of these right. things and shifts that were going to be made and promises and all of this and that. But mm-hmm. the only thing that I think sticks through that is those black individuals who I know who have taken that time to say, okay, you know what? No, never mind. I'm going to just create what it is that I am looking for and that I need to see because I can't, you know, wait on on this to be fulfilled by anybody else. And I'm just kind of demanding that you recognize that we're here and that we're doing this. And so it's really, really inspiring to me. Um, what are some, like, what are some things that you might be looking forward to for the future of Black women photographers? Um, so, you know, when I, when I launched this, I yeah. first kicked it off with the COVID-19 Relief Fund. Yes. Um, and, and that was great because, you know, part of the plot, um, it was great because, you know, it helped, it was an immediate relief. Yeah. Um, but it's also very much, you know, short term, like, okay, that helped, that was like a quick fix, right, to like, a long problem sure. um and also something that we didn't realize that we'd still be dealing with mm-hmm. um and so for me you know when I'm, I'm trying to think about like long-term impact okay. and just that long-lasting and sustaining support and something yeah. that could truly be life-changing and so it's like um you know people ask me like all the time like are you going to do another one of those mm. like no <laughs> in a short no um, that's a short answer Right. Um, but I'm very much excited to announce that um, I'll be establishing the first annual uh, Black Women's Talk First Grant Fund oh program. Oh my goodness! Um, where Congrats. I have, where I'll have over forty thousand dollars available in grants uh, for Black women non-binary photographers worldwide. Oh my goodness! Um, and I'm going to, you know, uh, like tie it to the anniversary and have that available. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm That's so excited. Huge. Congrats. Like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm very excited. So it's 40000 in grant money and then 10000 in like equipment. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Okay. So that, you know, I'm going to have three different um, nice. camera kit giveaways. And so wow. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's incredible. And, yeah. And so this is something I want to do every year. Um, you know, have that, you know, hopefully people have been attending those classes and Seriously. like the grant classes, but now like <laughs> soon you'll be able to apply for a grant yes. for your project yes. um, from Black Women's Talk and you know, yeah. um, and that 
it, it means so much to me to do that. Um, and yeah. so I'm you know, shout out to Daikon who has helped uh, make this possible. Yeah. Um, and uh, Audrey Willard, who is the first Black woman Icon USA ambassador, she'll be a part of the grant committee Lovely. for that. Wow, yeah. that is so exciting. Huge congrats Thank to you on that. You. Yeah, seriously, that is really special. And we'll definitely be doing what <laughs> I can you. to share and, you know, make sure people are aware of this because that's really huge. Yes, please. Super exciting. Amazing. Wow, I love to hear it. Yes. Before we wrap up, I always like to ask if there is anything that has kind of been stuck in your mind right now, whether it be a quote or an artist, an artwork, anything that's kind of been just like something you keep coming back to over the past few weeks? That's a great question. Oh, man. I mean, well, I was just reading Toni Morrison yesterday. Ah, beautiful. What were you reading? <laughs> uh, well, I was reading one of her quotes that always comes back to me. Okay, um, nice. Where, where she's talking about the very function of racism, you know, and how it just mm-hmm. serves as a distraction and keeps mm-hmm. you from doing your work and um so that I know that's like a much heavier note but no that's okay <laughs> um, I mean because I was just like I think I was talking yeah I was yeah. talking to some black photographers in Portland yeah. um about their experiences and just the racism that they you know have to deal with sure. while doing their work and I'm just like y'all like you know Tony Morrison literally said that this is what you know it serves like this yeah. is what um, it does yeah. and you know keeps you from you know always having to, to explain yourself and Seriously. your humanity and yeah and things like that and so you know I was I shared that quote with them um because you know unfortunately like you know that is you know ha- what happens I mean I literally like a few weeks ago even yeah. tweeted about like this like hate that I got in my inbox from yes. black photographers from, from okay. some random person I'm just like my goodness. you know you're just minding your own business and then <laughs> and then know, hear this one yeah, and then yeah. That happens, you know and so for me it's like okay we just have to really just keep pushing yeah um that's how you know you are literally I guess doing great work is if they're going out of their way to do that and target you for that seriously um so yeah like for me it's like okay I just keep pushing um yeah. I also turn to uh I'm a person of faith and so I turn to okay. the word in that sense yeah. as well yeah. um but yeah beautiful <laughs> I love to hear that no I love to hear that and and to your point about you know receiving these messages of hate and you know uh, it, it really is just a testament to unfortunately how often when we as black people come together like that is always seen as a threat which right, I hate that it has right. to be that way but yeah, what you're creating is, and what you have created is so far beyond that. So I'm, yeah, I'm really, really excited. Absolutely, of course. Well, with that, I just want to say, Polly, it has been such a pleasure getting to hear a little bit more about the work that you're doing, uh, some about your background and, you know, how you've arrived to to where you are now, and also just this special work and, and necessary work that you've been doing with black women photographers helping people get jobs helping people really get to to do what they want to do and and prosper at that and and really connect folks and I think that's so special so thank you for coming on the art of it all it's really been a joy to have you well it's been an honor and thank you truly for your support and giving me this platform and space uh, to share about the work that I'm doing so I really do appreciate it Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I'm so grateful you could join us. Check out the episode notes to follow Polly on social media and to learn more about Black women photographers. See you next time.